Brazil Reimagined, a Euradio podcast about Brazil's changing territorial, environmental, and agricultural policies. With the voice of those who are working to reconstruct, reimagine, and redivide. From urban to rural, in the Amazon and beyond. Sabemos que não será fácil superar 522 anos em quatro, mas estamos dispostos a fazer desse momento a grande retomada da força ancestral, da alma e espírito brasileiros. Nunca mais um Brasil sem nós. Muito obrigada. The words you just heard were those of Sonia Guarjajara when she was sworn in as the minister leading the first ministry of indigenous people in Brazil. A unique moment in the history of the country. Never again a Brazil without us was the last phrase of her speech. It was seen as an important milestone in the continuous fight of indigenous people in Brazil for their lives and lands, for equality, for territorial rights, for the honoring of their cultures, a fight that became increasingly visible abroad with Brazilian indigenous leaders represented internationally to raise awareness about invasions and illegal exploitations of their lands over the past years, and about the crucial role these territories play in the fight against climate change. While you are closing your eyes to reality, the land defender, Ariurwewawau, my friend, since I was a kid, was murdered for protecting the forest. Indigenous peoples are in the front line of the climate emergence, and we must be at the center of the decisions happening here. We have ideas to postpone the end of the world. Let us stop emptying lies and fake promises. Let us end the pollution of hollow words and let us fight for a livable future and present. This was Chai Surui at the COP26 in Glasgow, one of the many top climate conferences where she was present. Chai is the coordinator of Caninde, a Rondonian-based NGO which became internationally well-known with the publication of the documentary The Territory screened at international film festivals worldwide. In the National Geographic documentary, The Territory, filmmakers follow Brazil's Uru Eowauau, embedding in the 200-person community for over three years with their young leader, Vitate, as they confront so-called invaders in their protected land. In the beginning of January, just after the inauguration of Lula, I interviewed Ivanaide Bandera Cardoso, or Nigeria, founder of the NGO, about their work related to the defense of indigenous people and the environment. You might still remember her voice from the end of episode one. Chai's speech at the UN brought a lot of attention to the climate issue. It drew attention to the region, to Rondonia as well. 
the documentary The Territory. It shows our struggle and it reveals how the invaders act when they invade indigenous territories. The film shows the reality of a conflict between two parts of the population caused by a system and by a policy that leads to invasion, that leads to oppression, that leads to death. A policy that does not respect the indigenous people, that does not respect the environment, that does not respect the forest. After interviewing Nadinha, I also talked to several other people working on the rights of indigenous people in Rondonia. Whether for an NGO, as a civil servant or as a leader of an indigenous territory. With the aim to gain understanding of the current situation of indigenous people in the state of Rondonia, how it changed over the past years, and how it might change in the upcoming. With 55 indigenous ethnic groups living in the region, and dozens of NGOs and organizations working to defend their rights, these accounts are certainly not representative for all the histories and stories present. At the same time, as pointed out by Najinya, they are very illustrative for what is happening in other parts of the country and the world. The territory is a warning to the world because what happens here, shown in the documentary, happens in other countries. It happens in various parts of the world. The territory raises the alarm and draws attention to what happens in other parts of the world where the rights of indigenous people, of minorities, of the native population are not respected. Their territories are plundered. They are being killed and their constant struggle raises the alert to the need today for those who are faced with the climate emergency to take a stand in favor of nature, to take a stand in favor of indigenous people who live in protected areas and are giving their lives to protect the forest. To take a stand in favor of the indigenous people who are protecting the forest. In many societies, including in Rondonia, it would require a change in the way of thinking and a reconsideration of recent history. As Professor Ricardo Gilson da Costa Silva pointed out in the last episode, similar to other regions in the Amazon, the history of exploration, exploitation and, more recently, agricultural expansion meant for the original populations in the region a process of invasion and occupation. According to estimates, the indigenous population in Rondonia was decimated from about 80,000 people in 1930 to only 2,000 in 1980, their lands lately being reduced to islands in oceans of farmland. Currently, when one takes a look at the map of Rondonia, the demarcated indigenous lands pop out as some of the last swaths of green forest. And fueled by Bolsonaro's discourse that the indigenous people possess too much land, Occupations and illegal invasions of these officially protected areas increased again in the past years. In the last four years, we faced an enormous, enormous pressure. An increase of deforestation in the region much greater than in the last 15 years. During these four years of the Bolsonaro government, we saw the forest being cleared, being destroyed, indigenous people being killed, assassinated, and the public opinion was very much in favor of the president's speech, 
in favor of releasing the protected land for mining, for the production of soybeans. Anyone and everyone who is defending sustainable development, who is defending the forest, who is defending the environment, was under pressure. In spite of the political context or as a resistance to public policies, there are nowadays dozens of organizations active in Rondonia to defend indigenous territories and strengthen equality in areas such as education, healthcare, and culture. Canende is nowadays perhaps one of the most well-known internationally. And February also accompanied an NGO active in another area, health. Doctors of the Amazon, or Doctores da Amazonia, provides healthcare in indigenous territories where access to public healthcare is usually still difficult. Since its founding in 2015, the NGO organized assistance in 63 indigenous territories. This time, the doctors assisted the Caritiana, whose lands are located about 100 kilometers of the state's capital, Portoveo. They were welcomed by Caritiana's leaders and traditional healer Cizino Caritiana, a respected spiritual leader within the community. The medical mission was coordinated by Dr. Caio Machado, co-founder of the Doctors of the Amazon, who explained why they saw the necessity to start organizing medical assistance in indigenous territories a few years ago. We saw the need for specialized medical attention in these more remote regions, where travel was often too great for a simple medical visit. So, when we bring specialized medical care to these regions, we can actually provide quality health care. That's what Doctors of the Amazon does. It brings together doctors, volunteers, dentists, physiotherapists, nurses, pharmacists and psychologists to go into indigenous lands and provide the same care that is provided in large cities. In this way, we prove to the government that providing this care in the 21st century is possible. This is very important. It's worth emphasizing that in the past, the equipment was very heavy and difficult to transport. Nowadays, with advances in techniques and technology, this equipment is portable. We can take them into these regions. Prejudice against indigenous peoples is still very prominent today. They are usually referred to medium-complexity healthcare centers in municipalities where no system understands their culture, which scares them away from such care. During the mission, I also talked to Elivar Caritiana, current leader of the Caritiana, who explained what the mission brought for the Caritiana people and what he hopes it can bring in the future. Doctors of the Amazon are here in the Caritiana territory to assist the Caritiana people. The arrival of the doctors has reunited our people. We have worked intensively side by side from children to elderly so that we can receive the group of doctors in the Amazon here in the village. 
O que a gente recebe através da, do governo federal? Through the federal government, we only receive basic health care, very basic. The teams and professionals who work in our territory only do checkups, make a diagnosis, and prepare a referral to go to the municipality. That is all. Doctors of the Amazon is showing that it is possible to have someone from the government coming here to provide complex health care. Besides providing immediate assistance within the indigenous territory, the objective of the doctors is also to empower indigenous healthcare workers within the sector. Attending to relatives is amazing for our community and also for our parents too. And I hope that this is an example for, for the people and that we can achieve something to improve our community, for them to have the knowledge. The fact that we are going together as part of this team, as indigenous people, we have more access to the community. This was Juliana Caritiana Cinta Larga, who is studying to become a nurse with the aim to attend her own community when she graduates. Underrepresentation of indigenous people is still a problem not only in the healthcare sector, but also in other public sectors in Brazil. But the situation has been changing gradually. The increase from only one to seven indigenous representatives in the National Congress in 2022 was seen as an important milestone on a national level. And things have also changed beyond politics. For example, in healthcare and education. Between 2010 and 2019, the number of indigenous people enrolled in universities jumped from 10,000 to 80,000. Someone who clearly pointed out the importance of these changes is Isaki Oliveira Vajuru, who works for the Special Secretary of Indigenous Health. I always say that there are two ways of working, working for indigenous people and working with indigenous people. Working for indigenous people is easy. They arrive and say, here you are. To work with indigenous people is to arrive and say, come here, let's talk. What do you need in your village? Let's do it together. I think it's very important for us to work to improve the health care in indigenous territories. And the cultural aspect is very important as well, because often people talk about strengthening indigenous culture, strengthening indigenous health, but they don't really respect indigenous people. Here in our district, this has already changed in recent years. Two years ago, we didn't have any indigenous nurses. Today, we have an indigenous nurse in the village, we have nursing technicians inside the village, indigenous healthcare agents who live in the village. I believe that indigenous people should be included in all decision-making. And it has already changed because, in fact, everything always has been difficult for the indigenous people. Nothing is ever taken for granted. The government never just comes and says, here, take this indigenous land, take these resources, we give you access to education. Never. There always has to be a certain clash, a fight. A struggle. And here we noticed that there were indigenous healthcare workers active in other states, but not in our state. So we started a movement with some elders and organized a roundtable discussion to define criteria. We, for example, established quota within the selection process for hiring indigenous people, because indigenous people are facing unequal competition on the job market.
simultaneously to reinforcing the representation of indigenous people in public functions and protecting their territories, what has also been an important articulation in the indigenous movement in Brazil is the fight for recognition of cultural rights and the recognition of the importance of ancestral knowledge in an environmental protection and nature conservation globally. Do Brasil da coroa, existe o Brasil do cocar. In Rondônia, it goes hand in hand with the movement to real value traditional Amazon landscapes, cultures and traditions, to revive a history hidden or erased, as discussed in the last episode. When being at Caninde, I also interviewed Tamiris, who has been working for the organization for 10 years. She underlined the impact her work for the organization had on her own perception of the region and her knowledge about indigenous cultures as a non-indigenous. So, when I joined Canindé, I had no idea of the importance of indigenous territories. In fact, I was unaware of it. Despite living here since I was a child, I didn't know the reality of the indigenous people. I had no idea of how many, nor even if there were actually indigenous people within the state. And this is already a demonstration of the state's failure in education and communication with the people who live here. It is necessary to know about it. And when you see the map of Rondonia, all you see within the indigenous territories is a standing forest. So, it is very clear how important it is to preserve these territories, because if they did not exist, maybe the world would no longer have a forest. So, over the time I've been working here, the first impact for me was to realize that the protection of the indigenous territories was what saved the Amazon within the state of Rondonia. And then, knowing the people, the different cultures, I also saw this other side, this other side of the coin, which is to preserve the indigenous culture, the traditional ways of life. The relationship that the indigenous have with the forest is different from ours. When you realize the importance of the territories for these people, you realize that it is much more than just environment. And protecting these territories is much more than just environmental preservation. It is much more than just preserving the forest, the animals, the quality of the climate. It is much more than that. It is identity. And I think there is a key word here, which is people's identity. Going back to the beginning of this episode, the inauguration of Sonia Guajajara. You didn't yet hear the translation of her first phrases cited here. We know that it won't be easy to overthrow 522 years in four. 
But we are willing to turn this into a moment of revival of the ancestral strength of the Brazilian soul and spirit. Can this be a turning point in the fight of indigenous people in Brazil? in the development of national policies to protect their lands. I know it won't be easy. I'm very realistic, you know. I know that in four years we won't be able to achieve everything we fought for. But if in the next four years we succeed to keep the forest still intact, to reduce deforestation, to continue demarcating indigenous land, that is my personal dream. As Nadinha pointed out, it would be ignorant to say that the situation will completely change in only a few years' time. And in a context in which someone who argued that the indigenous people have too much land got so close to being re-elected. But interviewees pointed to the context that gives rise to hope. This brought us hope, you know. Sonia Guajanjara, to be Minister of Indigenous People. We have a lot of hope because we have an Indigenous woman within the Funai, within the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples. A criação do Ministério, acredito que a gente vai se fortalecer muito mais em todos os níveis. Quer ver um exemplo? We are very hopeful because the current government has made many proposals and promises to support our work. We are hopeful about the promises made during the campaign period and that the new government will support our cause by helping us, sending us resources and holding exams so that we can have more people and increase our workforce. The last voice you heard was that of Roger Moreira, who works for Brazil's Indigenous Affairs Agency, FUNAI, an agency which was almost completely stripped of resources over the past years. Besides promises of reinvesting in the agency, the new government has also reinitiated the process of demarcation of indigenous territories and vows for tougher crackdown on mining in indigenous lands. And, for the first time in history, the agency is chaired by an indigenous woman, an important change which marks an ongoing adjustment of working methods of the agency, which was, until January 1st, still called the National Foundation of the Indian. And simultaneously to the political change, what continues is the grassroots fight for equal rights, for the protection of lands and the process of recognition of ancestral cultures, knowledge and traditions. In Nadinha's words, it's a process of reconstruction, together with the rest of society. A process that requires international joint effort. I'll give an example that might seem a bit different to you. The example of the thief. The thief only enters the house when there's nobody there, when nobody is watching, or when somebody is watching but nobody does anything. But if you have everyone watching, people filming, the thief won't enter, he won't come in. The same goes for invaders who are trying to enter our lands. From the moment that everyone is watching, all the other countries, other states, all the authorities, everyone is watching closely, the invader will not want to try. He'll understand that he's breaking the law. He'll start to respect. So prevention is mostly based on fear of being afraid to enter into indigenous lands. We want it to be based on respect. One thing is fear, the other is respect. They have to start understanding that they have to respect indigenous land. 
because this is sacred ground. Take the traditional healer, Sisino Karitiana. He is a very good example of someone with an important spiritual role among the indigenous communities. For indigenous people, their territory, their land is sacred. They have to be buried here, not at the cemetery, to be returned to dust of the earth right here. So, will the tide turn in Brazil? Will ancestral knowledge help us to postpone the end of the world, as advocated by renowned Brazilian indigenous writer and philosopher Aiton Krenaki? Time will tell, or rather, continuous investment in collective efforts. Thank you for listening to this third episode of Brazil Reimagined a podcast series produced for EU Radio. The interviews you hear during this episode were conducted in Rondonia between January 3rd and February 23rd, 2023. The song you're about to hear is My Mai Jiboa by Cantos da Floresta, Chai Victor. The other songs that you hear during this episode, starting from the beginning, were Un Sonho by Nassau Zumbi and DJ Alok, Mapu Unikui, the Yavana Group and Oweira MC from the UN headquarters in New York. Thank you for listening.
Paraná 